I want to ask you a question today on this Pentecost day, and it might seem too obvious. Why the Spirit? In uh, the scripture that Phil read earlier, it was Jesus saying, I'm going to go away and the advocate is going to come. The, the Holy Spirit is going to come. And why do we need the Holy Spirit? Let me ask you a sub-question to that. How real is your Christianity? I mean, really. How real in your everyday life is your faith being lived out? A few years ago, Kathy and I were, uh, were going on an aeroplane. <laughs> Do you remember that? And uh, we were upgraded. We didn't know why. Uh, we, we got an upgrade and we went into business class. Okay, uh, from, we were in cattle class, which is one up from cargo class, I think, and we got this upgrade, and we really thought that the business class matched the, the promise of it. It was great. We loved it, didn't we, Kathy? We, we had a great time. And one of the dangers that we face as being people of faith is that our Christianity doesn't match the promise of what's written down in the Scriptures. That our lived-out faith doesn't quite mirror what the Scripture says. You see, one of the dangers about being a person of faith is that our faith just becomes our personal lifestyle. It just becomes merely our preferred way of coping with what life throws at us? Are all the thoughts that we have about Christianity actually real, or is it just a good way of getting through? Today, we need to understand this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. The early disciples had gone so far with Jesus. They'd had intimate chats with him. They'd seen him teaching firsthand. And when he said these words, but now I am going away to the one who sent me. None of you ask where I'm going. Rather, you're caught up with the emotion of me going away. You are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, Jesus said, I tell you, it's good for you that I'm going away. They thought that their real in-person with Jesus experience was now going to be blown away and that things would be empty and void and completely different. But Jesus teaches precisely the opposite. He says that I'm going away, but you can have the same experience as if I was in the room as if I was still walking with you. He says when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to prove to the world or convict the world of things that they need to know. He's going to guide you. He's going to speak to you. He's going to speak things of the Father to you. It's going to be just as real. He's going to make things known to you. He's going to be very present. The Holy Spirit and one of the key reasons why we need the Holy Spirit is that he takes the things of God 
and he makes them real to us as if God was right there in the room. Does anybody know that God is right here in this room right now? Amen? Does anybody know that God is right there with you wherever you're watching from? The Holy Spirit takes the things of God and translates them and makes them into our experience. He takes what's read on paper. He takes what's, what's theory and he moves it towards reality. He takes it from doctrine. I know the things of God in theory. And he moves all those things into your lived out experience. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. It's like the Holy Spirit is the local tour guide to the things of God. Kathy and I once had a tour of the Vatican, and uh, I loved it. Kathy hated it because she didn't like the tour guide, and, and it seemed like a school trip, and she's been on hundreds of school trips. But actually, the Holy Spirit is somebody who takes you by the hand. When we first came to this area, we went to visit Paula in her house. And, and you know, she lives over uh, in uh, the uh, kind of black country area. And the, the, the sat-nav that we were using took us up the Soho Road. Whoever drives up the Soho Road, unless you have to go there. We stopped at every light. There was like people everywhere, and we were thinking to ourselves, why did we come this way? And then it took us up the Soho Road, down the M5, off at the Toys R Us roundabout, and we're thinking, where are we going? We now know that that is not the way to go to Paula's house. For those of you watching online, this was a bit of local knowledge. If you're watching in another country, it was just very difficult. When you've got the Holy Spirit... He is the local guide that has knowledge of the things of God that will guide you. It's not a theory. He knows, not just shortcuts, but he knows the inner way of getting to the things of God. Actually, the Holy Spirit does so much for us. He regenerates us. That means we're born of him. We become new by him. John chapter 3 tells us we're born of the Spirit. He, he does that for us. He convicts the world or, or proves to the world things. He's the one that empowers us with gifts. 1 Corinthians 12 says he distributes gifts. He's very active in our experience. We're led of the Spirit. We have to keep in step with the Spirit, the Galatians tells us. It, the Bible also says that it's the Holy Spirit that makes the resurrected life nurtured in our hearts and, and makes us stand in that. In fact, Romans 8 tells us that he does away with the, uh, and sets us free from the law of death. Do you know that the Holy Spirit, when we don't know what to pray, that he intercedes for us with groans that we don't even know what we're saying, but the Holy Spirit prays through us and we get to touch God's heart. Did you know that that was one of his ministries? He guides us. But you know, our church's theme scripture, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, we being transformed into his very image with ever increasing glory from the Lord who is the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that transforms us. 
we say, why the Spirit? This is the important challenge that I have for you today. In fact, this message is going to come down to two words. Open up. This is the important challenge that I have for you today. If the Spirit does all of this, then really isn't it important that we make it a priority to open up to the Spirit and to become Spirit-led people? Can I hear an amen in the room? Isn't it important that if the Holy Spirit is so key that we begin to say to ourselves, I want to be spirit-led. I want to be spirit-filled. I want to know him, and I want him to get to know me. You see, we need to drop this reticence about the spirit side of Christianity. That as if being a Holy Spirit person is going to make us less of a person that we're supposed to be. Actually, when we block out the spirit side, we are less than what we were designed to be. Some, some people have not done well in this area. And we've looked at their craziness. And that's put us off. And we've become judgmental against the Holy Spirit. We've not, we mustn't allow them, those people who've not been grounded, to turn us away from us saying, well, I want to be a Spirit-led person. As we are filled with the Spirit and grounded in the Scriptures, you need to know that the Holy Spirit will lead you to a good place. And I want to look at just three big ideas, really, on how to coach us into opening up to the Spirit. So, in your, in your mind right now, and, and just under your breath and under your mask, would you, would you just breathe this prayer? I, I'm going to open up. You may not know all the reasons right now, but I wonder if the Holy Spirit can begin to speak to your heart right now and you can begin to open up to be led of the Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to have more sway in our lives is going to be key to how you live out this faith. The Holy Spirit isn't just a brand. He is vital to your life. First idea. You see, look what Jesus said. He said, he, look what he said the advocate would do. Look in John chapter 16, verse 8. By the way, you can see these notes on our YouVersion app. John 16, verse 8 says this, But if I go, I will send him to you. He will come and he will prove, in some translations, convict. He will convict the world of three things uh, to be in the wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. The first way to open up to the Holy Spirit is to begin to allow him to show us what is really going on. Or, can I put it this way, how to come at life. Is that when we're confronted with situations that we begin to say, Holy Spirit, what's the right choice here? The first way to open up to the Holy Spirit is that when we are confronted with situations that you begin to pray, what is the right choice here? You see, 
This, Jesus said, you need clear thinking in three areas, and the Holy Spirit's going to give you clear thinking as regards to sin. He said, the, the real sin is that people don't believe in me, and the Holy Spirit will always bring you to that place is, what's the faith choice, and what's the unbelief choice? One of the ways to open up is say, Father, is this stretching my faith or am I hardening in unbelief? Which we know that unbelief leads to things that don't please God, which is a.k.a. sin. The other thing that, that Jesus taught was is that the Holy Spirit would, would prove what righteousness is in that Jesus was the righteous one who could, he was the only one qualified to go into the Father. And so the choice that the Holy Spirit brings to us is this, what, will this thing make me more like Jesus and, and stand in his righteousness or will this move me away? You see, we've got to begin to ask the Holy Spirit to partner with us of how we come at life. Will it help me to stretch my faith and deepen my faith? Will it make me more like Jesus? And then the second, uh, the third thing that Jesus taught was, is he said that the Holy Spirit will convict the world about judgment in that the prince of this world is judged. And what he was teaching was there is an evil personality behind much of what comes from this world. And so when you come at things or when things come at you, the Holy Spirit will ask you, and say, where's that coming from? What's the source of that? What is the thing that is motivating that? You know, this week I was, I was totally disgusted by a, a radio interview that I saw. And it's not in any way that there is any dichotomy or division between Christianity and science. In fact, I would say that, that Christianity is, is so supportive of scientific laws because God set them in motion anyway. And so, uh, I don't want us to think that there's any sort of, of kind of uh, moving away from good and, and righteous science. But this week, Richard Dawkins, the famous evolutionarist who, who talked about the God delusion, wrote a book called The God Delusion, which I've read, by the way, and his logic is faulty in that book. He made the case that if anybody had a Down syndrome child, that they should abort it because, or because it was causing more suffering in the world. That, my friends, is when science has the wrong source and makes the wrong conclusions. The Holy Spirit wants to teach you the right source of things. Things can sound clever, can sound good, but they're coming from the wrong place. You see, the first way to open up to the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit wants you to see what you're going through by strengthening your faith, by saying, make a faith choice. The Holy Spirit wants to then say, how can you connect with Jesus? How can you become more like him in this situation? How can you become more aware of the source of things? 
You see, we allow more of the Holy Spirit when we come at life with him and he teaches us faith choices, Jesus becoming choices, and what the source of something is. Have you ever been in a situation you think, this just don't feel right? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit telling you to pause telling you to come at life a little bit differently. Everybody's jumping in and you're hanging back because the Holy Spirit is coaching you. The second way to allow more of the Holy Spirit in your life is to allow more of the truth in your life. Look at what Jesus says. When he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into, look at this word, all truth. We allow more of the Spirit when we walk in more of the truth that God has for us. He will speak not only of his own, but he'll speak only what, he's he, what he hears, and he'll tell you what's to come. You, you know the truth. You know lots of the truth. But here, the Holy Spirit wants to deepen you so that you can walk in all the truth that God has. You see, some of us think that you've come to a level. You know enough of the truth for it uh, to do you good, but to not cause anybody else any harm. Or to not to make you as effective as you could be. But God's saying, I want you to walk in all truth. There are levels of truth, and you've got some of it. Now, come on further. Come further into more truth that I have for you. It begins to deepen in our lives so that we become more effective. Do you want to go further in what you know? In fact, let me ask you a question. How far... Do you want to go? I mean, really, as a Christian. Some of us think that, that truth is for people who stand on platforms. And you say, well, Pastor Mark, he's supposed to know a higher level of truth. But I'm okay where I am. That is going to be the death of you. Can I bring an atmosphere in the room and a seriousness to what I'm preaching and saying, if you say, I only want to go far, you start going backwards. This far and no more is the worst thing you can say as a Christian. You see, the Holy Spirit is like binoculars to truth. If you're in a sports stadium and you look through binoculars, the players seem bigger. They're actually grown in size, but that has made them bigger to you. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do with truths that you need in your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 says this, What we have received is not the spirit of the world, the spirit of just consensus and the spirit of fitting in with what the perceived notion is of what is right. We have not received that spirit, but we've received the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. The Holy Spirit, he turns truth into lived experience. And my question to you today is, how far do you want to go? How much truth 
do you want to live out? The worst thing that you can do in Christianity is to say, this far and no more. Can I hear an amen, church? Not your amening that you're saying this far and no more, but your amening to say, I'm never going to say that. You can, it's, it's just a dangerous thing to say, okay, God, I know enough now. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you into all truth. Somebody in your, under your mask say, all truth. All truth for me, Lord. Every bit of the truth that I need to press into, Holy Spirit, would you take me by the hand and move me into that truth? There are deeper levels of the truths of forgiveness, truths of things that God wants to move you into. So the first way that we can open up to the Holy Spirit is begin to say, Lord, how do things work? And he'll coach you on making faith choices. How do I come at life? And he'll coach you on, well, become more like Jesus. He's the righteous one. He's how you stand before God. And he'll coach you in, there's a personality behind the world system that you need to be careful of the sources of where things are coming from. And the second way to open up to the Holy Spirit is to say, God, I want, give me everything. Give me everything you've got. In fact, when you pray that with me right now, give me everything you've got, Lord. I want all truth. I want to go in the deeper things. I want you to tell me what's to come. I want to go deeper. The third way of opening up to the Holy Spirit is we allow more of the Spirit when we allow revelation in our lives. And this is a bit sometimes people struggle with. What revelation means, it's the particular insight that is for you to know about your progress, progress at that moment. It's the Jesus moment for you, grounded in God's Word, tested out with counsellors, given a bit of time to see if it's right. All of those caveats... But some of us live in all of the formulas and practices and we never get the bit of revelation that we actually need. When I was leading my mother to the Lord, it was actually a word of knowledge that turned her heart. It was not all the clever arguments about Christianity. Many of you may be watching the Alpha course or doing the Alpha course and your biggest question is, is this true? And that's important. It's important to get the facts straight. It's important to see the evidence. But there is another important question is, where are you at? What are you believing? What's the source that is coaching you right now in your life? There are other important questions when we come to Christianity. Jesus said this, the Holy Spirit will glorify me because it is, because it is from me. He will take things, he will receive what is from the Father and what is from mine and he will make it known to you the lights will go on, a revelation will happen. What is the particular insight, the revelation that you need right now? He may use the Bible where something jumps out at you and you say, that is just what I needed. Are you open to that? 
You know, we used to have an old hymn, and Sheila will say amen to me right now. You know, he walks with me, and he talks with me along life's narrow way. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Do you know the living God in your heart? Do you know that he speaks? Or is it just a, a reservoir of old knowledge that you're calling on? There has to be some revelation, church. Some new wine poured in to your wineskin. It's really important for us to begin to open up. What are the aspects of God's love that, that needs to be shown to you at this moment? You know, the book of Romans in chapter 5, verse 5 says this, and hope does not disappoint us or put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit uh, who he has given us. That's not just a historical thing. That's a flow. That's a stream. I wonder what the love of God, what aspect of that love needs to be real to you. I wonder if he could hear the Holy Spirit saying, I know why you're striving, and I know how to heal that. I wonder if the Holy Spirit could speak to you about extravagant forgiveness. Sure, you've forgiven, but let me take you to a deeper level of forgiveness and show you more of the love of God. I wonder if the Holy Spirit could give you a revelation about your value. That forever you've been listening to that voice in the past that says you're not quite up to it, you're not quite there. And yet it's the Holy Spirit that shows you that and says, let me show you the love of God for you. You see, we need a revelation. Jesus wants to Use the Holy Spirit to take things from the Father's throne. Speak them to Jesus. Jesus speaks them to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit speaks them to you. And reveals to you what you need to know for you at this moment. So I want to say to you, open up. Open up. Christianity is not formulas and precepts only. Those things are good. But unless we walk with the Spirit, we miss it. What do you need to see? What do you need to see about you that you've not seen before? How will you progress? See, my message to you today is really long-windy to say this simple thing. Let the Holy Spirit have room so that God can be real to you. I, I don't want to be in a dead religion, do you? Well, that's 10 of you. Somebody put something on the feed, please. I don't want to be in a dead religion, do you? I want to have a living faith. Remember that the Holy Spirit, he's a person. And you can grieve him. Isaiah 63 verse 10 says, yet they rebelled and they grieved the Holy Spirit. You, you can push him away. You can offend him. He, he's not, you know, we often talk about he's a gentle dove and you can frighten him away. He's not frightened by anything. 
but we, because he wants relationship with you so much, because he wants you to be open to him so much, you can grieve him. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God who, with whom you are sealed until the day of redemption. He's all around you. He's in you. He's through you. Why would you not open up to him? Open up to him, church. My appeal to you today, my challenge to you today is open your heart and give room to the Holy Spirit. You're not going to become a crazy person. You're going to become a grounded, well-rounded person. Don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. He is pure love, pure wine, pure, pure God. Don't be afraid of him. Open up to him. He's not asking you to be crazy. He's asking you to be like Jesus. And to be like Jesus was to grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And as Jesus came out of the wilderness, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit and came out of the wilderness full of the power of the Spirit. My only message to you today on this 2021 Pentecost is open up to the Holy Spirit. Begin to do that right now in your heart, in your mind. Practically, this week, what's not working in your faith? What do you, what's that thing that you need, that biblical approach and what's that truth that you need to deepen in? The Holy Spirit wants to take you deeper. What's the truth that you need to go deeper into now? Not next week, this week. Press in, church. Is there something about Jesus that you need to see more clearly? Would Jesus do that? When you're facing a situation, it's not just a wristband, what would Jesus do? It's a Holy Spirit question. What is Jesus like in this situation? What's the revelation that you're ignoring? What's that thing in the background of your heart that you just can't settle? It's the Holy Spirit saying, listen, I have things for you. I have next levels for you. I've got more faith adventures for you, says the Lord. Let me stop preaching and let me start prophesying. I have faith adventures for you, says the Lord. You cannot stay at this level, says the Lord. You have to press in to more of God. The pandemic has made it so that all those Sunday Christians have dropped off. And we're probably now down to the core that really want to live for Jesus. And, you know, and I'm not saying that folks who are online are not wanting to live for Jesus. But you know, there are folks who've watched online consistently, faithfully, because they love Jesus. But all the Sunday people where church was just a thing to do, they've probably been pruned. And we're not saying good riddance, we are saying come back to Jesus and find a real faith. Find it really. 
We need a real faith. We have to be real disciples because, as you know, this world is full of deception. Have you been shocked by the way that things have happened in the royal family this week? I'm disgusted at it. Deceptions all around, and what we need is Holy Spirit-filled, Pentecostal Christians who are open to the Spirit, who can live out Jesus authentically so that this world can cut through all the deception and see the light clearly. Come on, will you stand with me? I'm going to ask the worship team, because I want to say this to you. We have a mission in God to do. We have a mission, and yet, and you have a personal mission. And you know what? You can't do everything that God is asking you to do. You can't do it. The mission of God is not possible without the Holy Spirit. So you need to ask for power In fact, Jesus said it, didn't he, in Luke 24, verse 48. He said, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay here in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. This is the truth. God has got things for you to do in your life and in your world, and you can't do them unless you have the power of the Holy Spirit to do them. And if you don't open up, you will not live out the purpose that God has designed you to be. So, my message today is simply this, open up. Come on right now, why don't you open your arms, why don't you open your your posture, why don't you begin to open your heart and say, I want to be open to your Holy Spirit. He's not going to make you crazy You may be different. You may not go to the beat of the world the way that they want you to do. My message is really simple today. Open up to more of the spirit side of Christianity. Yes, sure, have good routines. Have have good habits. Have good formulas and, and precepts. All of those things are the scaffolding. They are not the building. Those things are the wineskin. They are not the wine. They will serve you. But if you make the, the habits and the precepts the thing, you've missed out on the spiritual interaction that the Holy Spirit wants to birth in your heart. So, can I close this message that crystallizes down to two words. Open up. Open up right now. Can you hear an amen, church? Come on, let me hear a good amen. Amen? Amen. Open up. Open up. Open up to the Holy Spirit. Begin to lift your hands. Begin to open your heart as the worship team sing and we worship with them. But listen, let me tell you something. Our songs, they are prayers set to music. Don't just sing the songs. Pray them to the Father in the power of the Spirit. Come on, let's, let's worship him with Pastor Kevin and the team.